the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Monday. Hope that your uh, Fourth of July weekend was good. Mine was. Had a great time. I didn't go out to see the fireworks in Cabot, but I heard that Saturday night they really lit up the sky. Friday night pretty loud too, but Saturday night it went on for a long time. And they said people over there really got got their money's worth. Of course, didn't pay anything to watch them. It's free from the city. It was your tax money being spent? So they should be good, to be honest. Well, out in the country where I was, I didn't go to see any displays, but my uncle, or my, I'm sorry, my brother-in-law shot off a few, and then just the neighbors were shooting off a bunch all around us. I think it was maybe the most I've ever seen ever since I've lived out there, and I've lived a out there A lot of people for, went to the fireworks stands. I uh, I didn't get to talk to any of them this year. I typically drop by and ask them how their sales are going, mm-hmm. so, but must have went really well this I, year. They, everybody I heard sold out. Oh, did they? Everybody sold out because they were told because of the coronavirus that there wasn't going to be a whole lot of people out. But everybody sold out. Yeah. Did you see that video of L.A.? Yes, I did. Where the mayor told him, no fireworks. And they were just going, and it was all, going over all over the city. There was an aerial shot. Yeah. And it the looked video, like yeah. it was the city putting on an aerial display. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was it amazing. Was, yeah, it was lots of, um, what do they call it, um, um, civil disobedience. Yeah, well, it's people saying <laughs> it's the 4th of, yeah, of July. You know? wonder what that means. They're, they're, to maybe some they're people, doing precisely <laughs> what was suggested by the founding fathers. By, by Adams. Yeah, but you're in, let, let's make fireworks to commemorate um, the, the 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 independence from the the the, the blasted British. By the way, when when John Adams said illuminations, that's fireworks. Just so <laughs> you'll know, I just want you to let you know. But you know, we we didn't have too many speeches this year. Uh, the president gave one in front of Mount Rushmore, and I got to tell you that was. Pretty freaking amazing no, the way they had that all set up. And, you know, everybody talking about how white supremacists were there and this and that and all the rest. And uh, not more than a few years ago, Hillary Clinton was there. <laughs> oh. And a few years uh, after that, With Obama, Obama was there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, nothing, no problem with them going no there. Mm. It, it's like I said, you're only in trouble uh, really bad in all of this if you're a white straight male republican yeah. if you're a white straight male democrat you get a pass yeah look at biden he gets yeah. passed they're really they're really not saying too much about him and he's the one of all of the people that are out there who, who've made some of the most overtly racist statements lately he did about his anybody. president uh when he was vice president just before 
Well, at least he's clean. And oh, can talk yeah, he, he can talk good. Yeah, for, for a black, I'm still wondering black what black that guy, means. Yeah, for a black uh, guy, he's he's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's what he said basically. Yeah. I think I would be out since I'm not clean shaven. Uh, well, it just amazes uh, me. It really does, Iverson, of how some of the people are viewing. But I, I told my wife over this weekend because we were sitting and talking about it, and it's funny now. She's actually asking me questions. Because, and, and she's not, and I'm going to tell you, my wife is not a political person and uh, just doesn't like it, doesn't yeah. want anything to do with it. But she started asking stuff, and she, she said, do these people not understand that historically they're wrong about the things they're talking? I mean, they tore down a, they tore down a statue this weekend of Frederick Douglass of for God's oh, wow. sake, yeah. Frederick Douglass. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I told, I, I looked at my Maybe wife he and I said, we're enough. reaping what we sowed. Maybe he wasn't a big enough socialist for him. You put enough, you put enough Zen textbooks in, wow. in uh, the school system and this is what you get. If you don't know who Zen is, do some, that's your homework today. Frederick Look up Douglass Zen. is a poor example for, uh, for black people. Uh, they, that's why they're tearing his statue down because he's, Showing black people that you can come from slavery, you can become the most the highest paid person in your era, the most photographed person in your era, the most influential person on three continents. That's that's and not be black good. and be black, and that's not good for them. In the yeah. mid in the mid eighteen hundreds, in the mid eighteen hundreds, I mean, you can come out, be born into slavery, and and then become the uh, council of presidents and kings. Uh, that's not a good example for black folk. <laughs> Just take a guess. What do you think? I'll, I'll, I'll let Iverson a- answer this, and then we'll take our first break. If he were here right now, yeah. all right, they'd call him an Uncle Tom. I'm just telling you, they'd call him an Uncle Tom. And, and that, that's just disgusting in and of itself. But if somebody said reparations, what do you think he'd say? Well, again, back we said a little bit ago uh, when they said to Frederick Douglass, well, what about the, the uh, Negroes when, when they, you set the slaves free? What are they going to do? He said, leave them alone. <laughs> you know, you're, you're messing with them has been their undoing. And if they can't make it on their own, then just let them, essentially he said, starve. Yeah. But just leave them alone. So that's what he was saying. Reparation? What uh, are you talking about? Did you see the guy over the weekend? I don't know if you guys saw this. He was a, a black gentleman. He's some black militia or something all right and he made the statement that was he from ohio i forget but he thought that they should cede uh, texas yeah i did see that statement I to yeah. uh to black but, people and and, give, and, give and they're, gonna, they're gonna now you get you got to be a little bit of a of a of a marvel fan here to, i guess they're going to set up their own watagna you know or whatever uh, it is wakanda at, wakanda yeah, yeah, yeah in in texas yeah Hmm. See now you know you got a problem when people believe that's a true place. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, think well, about that. They actually think that's a real place. Yeah. It existed. Yeah. Did not exist. Kind of like that Captain America comic behind book. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my Captain America. It's what he stands for, not for what that he really existed. Well, is Chicago, uh, Dallas, Atlanta, are those any, you know, any, uh, what, do they all have, what the future Yeah, what do, they have, like? what do they all have in common? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. got Democratic mayors. Yep. All yeah. those places, Chicago, New York over the weekend, 
tried to prove that they were third world areas yeah. by as well, many they, people they, as they, they killed. They've been like third world countries for a long well, time. Well, Chicago has. I mean, from what I understand, you've got places where the police are afraid to go. And, they, and they've been that way for, what, 50 years? Yeah. Or 30 yeah. or 40 years? Okay. I mean, it's crazy. Let me just, i got to tell Heidi something. Okay. Heidi, can you open the door down on the side where I park my car? Do you know where that's at? Do you know where I park my car? You don't know where I park my car? I thought you were the one who soaped my windows last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, right down down and to the to the right over here is where we're at. I just I got to let uh, Artie know he we, we're going to let him in. He's down there standing around my car. That makes me that worries me. Just standing around my car. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's see, Artie. He's going to take, take the wheels off it. Uh, door unlocked. Okay. Okay. Huh? He could paint his wheels. Good. Yeah, he could help me. Dude, he does. He's done a lot for me. I'll tell you that about that. <laughs> paint red, white, white, and blue. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, not bad colors. With, with, with along the tires too. Yeah. <laughs> I just let him know that if the door. Artie, if you're listening, doors unlocked. Come in. Okay, and it, you all just got that message too. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jan will not be here today. They went to, they closed the shop on the weekend, uh, the gun range, and she and her husband took some time off. Mm-hmm. She's usually well-deserved. She usually is doing a lot. So uh, she'll be back with us next Monday, she said. You guys probably saw that text yeah. that she sent yep. us uh, for that. I've got all these. T- it's weird. i got to go in and clean up my phone. It's, <laughs> it's a, You know, I send out, I got a group, and mm-hmm. Iverson now has been added to the group Right. For the uh, the Monday show, and so I I just that way I only got to send out one text. One text. I got to be sending out yeah. four and five texts. It drives me crazy when I got to do that. All right, let's go ahead and get our first break in six fifteen on a Monday morning. We come back. We got a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, Scalia's son uh, talked about the economy. I want to play that because the economy's doing great. It's doing great. It's taken off, man. Uh, if we could get people to get out of this fear-mongering we'd be really really doing well uh liz harrington's going to talk about biden and uh then i've got a clip from leo terrell leo terrell is a, a great civil rights attorney and he was on with uh levin on friday night i believe and he was great he was great we'll play some of what he had to say all that's coming your way here as we get going on a monday the uh, Monday after the 4th of July, our next uh, uh, what holiday is Labor Day, not until September. Mm. We're into, we're into the, to the dog, dog days of summer now. <laughs> All right, a break. We got more coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so uh, R.D. has finally gotten into the studio. You did. You did remember that you weren't on the racetrack when you were driving down sixty-seven. Yeah, all the way morning. over here. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I did vote handcuffs to be involved in my day today. He I, uh, he went out and did some uh, racing over the weekend. Yes, uh, I went to Howlett Motor Speedway, which is a family-owned road asphalt road course in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, I'm a member of the Porsche Club here in town, and they rented it, and. Uh, met some new people that i'd never met before and we had a great had a great time 
he found people who did they all have shirts on said i have a need for speed (laughs) they should have we definitely had a need for speed but it's kind of neat to go out on an asphalt track and say hey there's no speed limit right Mm -hmm. now i can go as fast as i want to so i've never Mm -hmm. done that before uh i have uh race go-karts i love to go to dallas karting uh complex down in dallas texas they got carts that'll run 40 to 80 miles an hour but uh that's a pro circuit course down there yeah so uh so anyway i'm one of those kids that grew up always want to be a race car driver but you know it's like cocaine you have to stay away from it keep your priorities straight you end up in jail if you're not careful yeah well that's true too so uh so uh i've tried to put first things first yeah, so but, uh, how does, how i'm does it, blessed how does it feel driving a car like that when normally you'd like man i don't want to tear my car up driving it that hard well you know i'm a car guy and i buy a car to drive you right. know i've had that porsche on a dirt road one day i wanted to go see a place that was for sale up around oark right. i was up there running through the curve so i took it oark where is oark it's above clarksville Okay. There's an O-Art Cafe up above Clarksville and some of the curviest roads you'll ever find anywhere mm-hmm. in Arkansas. And uh, it's supposed to be the like one of the oldest uh, cafes in Arkansas. But wow. they make great hamburgers and they make homemade pies just like Grandma mm-hmm. used to make. So mm-hmm. all your motorcycle and sports car guys, they'll drive up to up there and uh, get a hamburger and yeah. a piece of pie and, and get up there and drive too is that, fast in the curves. That, is that the way that you get up to see the el- the elk? Uh, it's right. It's real close. It's real close. I've up been there. there. Okay, yeah. I just didn't know I've been there, but I, yeah. And uh, the Mulberry River's there. Yeah. Okay. The Mulberry River's there. So uh, I love those arcs and the rivers and the creeks. Yep. And uh, that's where I spent the Fourth of July on Bear Creek up hmm. in uh, Lead Hill, Arkansas. Wow. B-E-A-R, so. not B-A-R-E. <laughs> there may be some of that going on, too. But. Yeah. I just that's want good. everybody to that's understand that. That's a good distinction. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to keep that in mind, all right? I mean, we know that R.D.'s a little wild, but still. So how fast did you get up to? On uh, About 120. Cool. Away, about 120, and then you have a light turn, then another straight stretch, and then it then it goes downhill to about a 90 degree turn at the bottom of it so, so there's not uh, real long stretches on that track yeah well just one and just it's one. got a light turn in a curve in the middle of it and uh and at, at the bottom of it it's a downhill and and then about a 90 degree turn at the bottom of it so uh i got to watch some of the other guys do it so the best thing to do if you get on a track is find people that's been on it and follow them mm. <laughs> yeah so you know so, what you got as, as long as you can so uh <laughs> So it was it was a fun experience, you know. There's I've got family that used to race, and my grandfather my grandfather worked for Studebaker, hmm. and uh, he built race engines in the fifties at a speed shop owned by my cousins in Phoenix, Arizona. Wow! And they won the NHRA national championship in Oklahoma City in 1958. Wow! So I've grown up in parts and in cars and talking about racing, mm-hmm. you know. When I was growing up, you know, my history book would probably have a, a car craft magazine or or something that told about the last race. So, you know, uh, I've grown up, you know, uh, an A.J. Foyt fan. Yeah, all you of go. my life, okay. A.J. Foyt and, and uh, Ayrton Senna and all the guys from the 80s and 70s. But Foyt was, was always my favorite race car driver. Well, he's still a good man, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's still king of Indy, so he's still... <laughs> Uh, he's still out there doing it. Yeah. All right. The new Durango SRT Hellcat. Have you heard about this? 
Uh, this is I knew they use. made one. This is street use now. This okay. is soccer mom's car. This is, huh? Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming out. It's out on the, the market now. Uh, we'll be able to launch from a stop to sixty miles an hour in three and a half seconds. Whoa! Okay. And we'll have a top speed of one hundred eighty miles an hour, according to the company. Wow! Wow! What's the horsepower on that truck? You know, seven hundred and something. Just oh, wait till the good old boys get a hold of that. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, they'll my. be tuning it up a little bit more, won't they? <laughs> yeah, tweak it. Just now I want to read this to you because it says, and I'm, "I'm just for when you need to get the kids to soccer practice, <laughs> and you need them there now." Fiat Chrysler will soon offer the Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat, a three-row SUV with a 710 horsepower supercharged Goodness. V8 engine. Oh my. Chrysler Automobiles bills it as the most powerful factory-produced SUV ever offered by any automaker. The Durango SRT Hellcat goes from 0 to 60 in 3.5, top speed of 180 miles an hour. That list uh, or leaves the Durango short of being the fastest SUV in the world, a title claimed by Bentley with its 100 miles per hour top speed. Since it introduced the Dodge Challenger Hellcat, in 2014, that's the high-performance two-door muscle car. Uh, Chrysler has further refined the Hellcat 6.2-liter supercharged V8 engine, and now uses it in a wide variety of other models. There's a they've they've got a, a pickup that's coming out with it. Wow! In fact, I heard the pickup's 800 and something horsepower. Oh, well, I'd rather have the pickup. I'd like to have a little more wheelbase than a oh, Durango. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he- cover a little more ground. The Dodge Challenger Hellcat Red Eye. All right. A version of the engine can produce as much as 797 horses, and an even more extreme variant uh, now produces 840 horsepower using racing fuel in in the Dodge Challenger Demon. There you go, oh, yeah. 840 horsepower. Wow. And a car that weighs about, what, 2,500 pounds? Get at it, man. So where do you buy your racing fuel? Yeah, that's <laughs> maybe that's a good Steve question. Speed shop. A speedway. Steve Speed Shop. Get that oh, wow. out. Get it, maybe get it at Murphy's. Is it? No, is I'm just kidding. What, what is, <laughs> already, is it, racing fuel is just methanol, right? Um, yes, it's a variant of that, yeah. Yes, it is. So, yeah, they, they sell it in speed shops around town. There's one right beside uh, Joe's Garage. Yeah, Joe, down the right, road there. right beside Joe's Garage. Yeah, the but, speed shop, that's what it's called. Those cars there at that speed and that horsepower, you want to do it in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to be out trying to yeah, it's not go for, around. It's not for cornering. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> yeah. I the soccer moms and yeah. the yeah. soccer yeah. Yeah. Right. all the other places. Now, are, yeah. they're not only have it in the SUV and in the, in the Challenger, they're now going to put it in the Dodge Challenger sedan and in the Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk. Wow. The Jeep Grand Cherokee and the Dodge Durango share much of their engineering, but the Durango is longer and has a third row of seats so that everybody can have big eyes. Uh, Dodge markets the Durango as the muscle car of SUVs. Just uh, so you know, that's just the thing is that the Durango is not a not a very low profile car. You'd think the the, the turnover factor would be. Yeah, they'll probably lower Roll it a over. little bit, but I still don't want to be in the third row in the back seat while that thing is going on. I want to have the steering wheel if I'm going to be going like that. You, you would think at 180 miles an hour that thing would be kind of squirrely. Yeah. Maybe. 
Maybe. Maybe they never know. I have no idea. The technology is pretty impressive. You can get the suspension. You get that kind of horsepower. Maybe so. You wouldn't think so. Yeah, that's a good point. I used to ride four wheelers some, and I had I had a kind of just a regular forest four wheeler, like you take out hunting. And that one would do maybe 45 or so. And I had another one that was a little more of a racing type. It had lower horsepower, but it'd go a little faster. But it was so much more stable at higher speeds. It really made a big difference in the type of machine. Yeah. They've got computers these days, but. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty yeah. soon, you know, a lot of the things that we were used to seeing in cars are not going to have anymore. Cranks are going the way of the dodo bird. They're already saying that that'd be gone uh, by. Uh, I think they said 2023. Cranks? Yeah, crank. You won't have crankshaft in your car anymore. What are they going to use? It's going to be, all be computerized. we got to take a break. we got to get to the news. When we come back, I'll talk a little bit about that with you. Talking a little cars right now, but news is here. Okay, I said crankshafts were leaving. It's camshafts. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can understand the camshaft yeah, thing with the camshafts. They're, 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 the uh, cam sensors and everything, that's going to disappear. Well, Computers are going to open up the. Yeah, you know, they've, been running, they've been running diesel engines with electronic um, injectors for 20 years now. And so it's, it's a. I, I, it had something to do with computer power though right. so they got yep. enough power now to do exactly well, what they want to do close close the valves with a computer because that's a lot of movement that takes some power to move them open open and close them so that will be interesting mm. cars as we know it right now rd ain't gonna look anything like they did when we first started <laughs> messing around with them yeah technology is changing technology yeah. is changing they're all computers all computers now. You got to change and go with it. I remember when the first front wheel drives came out. They got oh, the yeah. mechanics said, "We're not working on those front wheel drive cars." <laughs> then we're not working on those foreign cars. Well, yeah, they hey, are now. You, 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 are yeah, now. you better be because every car is that way almost. It, yeah, do they I mean, even make a rear wheel drive car basically anymore? Let's see. Not many of them, but they do still make some of them. Uh, BMW and Mercedes and. And different people still make a rear wheel drive. Well, car. we don't work on those foreign cars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those foreign jobs. That's the foreign jobs. <laughs> I don't speak German very well. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's just funny. That's yeah. Do you know all of, uh, of the uh, Volkswagen cars are named after a variant of the wind? Didn't know that. The Sirocco and, and all of <clears throat> that, that. Those are names from winds. Passat. Yeah, that's huh. a wind. Huh. I didn't know. I just happened to find that out one day. I was reading some stuff, and I said, well, I'll store that away in my gray matter. Why? I don't know, but I did. <laughs> I know. I, I, I realize that now. But anyway, uh, enough about cars. Some things have been going on here in the last uh, few weeks. I know everybody's aware of them. Uh, and that is this whole thing about tearing down statues and the protests and the rioting. Uh, over the weekend, Jacksonville Walmart was shut down. Uh, Sherwood Walmart was shut down. It, it wasn't a lot of people. It amazes me that they're allowing now just small groups of people to cause this much trouble. And uh, they say, well, it's not worth, you know, you go to another Walmart. No, 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 no. You uh-huh. don't understand. Don't if you don't, If you don't stand up to these folks. Uh, you're, they're going to do bigger and bigger things is what they're going to do. 
and and you got you've got to stop them when they do the small things before they get to the big things. So keep that keep that in mind. And I think Walmart has shown themselves to be you know cowards about this. In all honesty, because if if you're not standing against them, you're joining them. Yep. That that's complicity. What they're doing. Got to stop. How it. many businesses? I want to know how many people were arrested. And if not, None. why not? None. No people were no. arrested. So you can set shut down a public business unless it's, uh, unless it's an abortion bill uh, and uh, and not get arrest and not get arrested for it. Yeah, yeah but oh, speaking that's of anarchy, that, isn't it? Uh, as yeah, far as so that, is that anarchy, yeah, like it that. is anarchy. Here's yeah, well, I went to the wrong Walmart last night. I went to Cabot. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. They they got us in their crosshairs. I'm sure to, to show up mm-hmm. because you know. Cabot is thought of as being almost a uh, a white supremacist city, you know, mm-hmm. the way if you hear people talk. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, it'll be interesting to see when they show up uh, to do it. But it's not a lot of people. It's not like it's a, you know, a, it's not even 50, I don't believe. If you've got a mayor that won't protect the businesses in your town, Make sure you have someone to run against him at election yeah, time. There you go. If you've got a le- mayor with no backbone, yep. if you've got a police chief in your town with not enough backbone, I don't think it matters now, open up. I don't think it matters anymore. Does handcuffs not fit these I mean, people? I don't. I'm sure that they do, but I'm just saying the mayor. it doesn't. It doesn't seem like people want to challenge these people. The law's the law. People, well, do we have no see, law? People have been cowards so much now yeah. that when they go out to stop them, they make enough noise and and call you so many different names. It cowers people from doing anything. Well, that's that's, that's, that's the opposite way that you deal with bullies. That's exactly. The only way to deal with a bully is to out-bully the bully. That's well, exactly that's right. You know, you, they're not gonna, the bullies are never going to stop because they look for the weak where, where are the exactly strong right. men that That's will go out there? Where are the strong men that will go out there with a bullwhip and start beating these people back? You don't have to kill them, but when you've got a bunch of cowards coming up there, throwing rocks at your building or or just blocking the entrance, you do that, you'll be the person who gets arrested. I know that, that's unfortunate. That's the thing is that why aren't the police out here with bullwhips? Let me. Why, take- why aren't why aren't why isn't why aren't there some strong men out here taking care of the, the situation? And, and look, they don't have the right to be there. Why? Why isn't somebody out there doing something to force people off? Hey, I went to school in Mount View, Arkansas. Mr. Rosa in the fifth grade. <laughs> Mr. Rosa in fifth grade told us that listen, if there's some business being taken care of on the playground, if you got a bully that's picking on some little kids on the playground, take care of it. Take care of it, and then go to the office and put your hands on the desk <laughs> and let them beat your butt for breaking the rules. But you won't have but any more you, problem on the playground. But, but hey, do watch right. I'm sorry, the guys that signed the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> they you took know, their licks. They took, they took, they took their licks. I mean, are we a country of cowards now? Yes, Dave. You remember soap parties in the military? Yeah, oh, shoot, <laughs> yes. You handled your GI business. parties, man. GI parties. Mm. If you had somebody who didn't do what you're supposed to do when you were in basic, I mean, I understand why they make you do it, but it, they make you like fold your underwear a certain way so it's square in your locker and everything. And we had a guy that just couldn't get it, and we would help him fold and show him and and do, and he never could. And if he'd get in trouble. 
they toss everybody's locker. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. That's and what used so to happen. Now you yep. got to go back, and everybody's got to redo it again. And people got tired of it. So what happens? We had a GI party in the middle of the night. And what that is is, you know, they take a pillowcase or whatever and yep. drop a couple of bars of soap in it, and then beat the living tire out of the guy. What they do is they they take a GI blanket, and that's that old wool blanket yeah, old, you guys remember, yeah. and would pull it over to guys, and guys would lay on the floor and hold it on the side so they couldn't get, get out up. of their bed. And then literally beat the living snot out of him. And know, all of a sudden, he can fold his drawers now. Yeah, it was amazing. Well, with with with, with pain, he could fold, yeah. fold his drawers. He was pretty doggone yeah. bruised by the time it was all over with. A bar of soap is a hurting thing when it hits you like that. Well, you know, even in sports and football and everything like that, you had the group hold, holding oh, everyone yeah. else accountable, accountable, but because, you know, it, it reflected on the team, and the team can't be successful. It's only as strong as it's weak, it's link. So, you know, they used to teach us in school is, you know, hold each other accountable, accountable. help each go. other rise to a higher uh, a higher level of accountability. So uh, Remember, hey, we don't want it to come to that. We don't want it to come to that, but, you know, if uh, if I'm going into a business, then, you know, I'm going to proceed until something stops me. Right. It better not be a person telling me I can't go in. Because well, I'm going to I'm going to keep walking. Yeah, I'm going to walk till there's the first, a problem. Don't put your hands on me. That would not be a good thing to do. <laughs> Just telling you right now, not a good thing to do. All right, so I talked about this last week about how they leave things out of news stories. I'm going to read another news story to you. This from ABC. Let me read this to you. A young protester has died from injuries she suffered when a luxury car plowed into her and another woman during a Black Lives Matter protest Saturday on a Seattle freeway that has been shut down for days due to the civil unrest, police said. That basically was the story, all right? Now, what's missing out of that story? We know it was a luxury car. That hit uh, the protester, all right? I could make a guess. Okay, go ahead. Tell me what's missing. I would guess the person driving the car may may have had dark skin like my You're right, here. man. Yeah. <laughs> the driver was black. The mm. person who died was white. Oh, wow. How's that way? Did not mention this story. The driver was black. The BLM protester killed was white. Wow, that's not that's not even mentioned in the story. Oh, yeah. didn't say but it's a luxury. It was a luxury car. <laughs> luxury car. You know, it's a luxury wow. car. They're just trying to put in there. So did they drive uh, off off the uh, you know off the interstate and onto the grass to hit them? I don't know no. what happened. I, I think, think they I hit s- them on an exit. If I I'm think not mistaken. I saw the video. This person was not going slow. They yeah. plowed on through, uh, and they hit two or three well, people. I think hard. what it was when I saw the video <laughs> is there were some stars caught, stopped in the interstate. And the car just made a right and went around it. And, and, and when they come back to the interstate, the, the people were standing there and they couldn't see them because they were approaching a car. They were and doing they that just in Washington, around, D.C. They swerved around mm-hmm. a car. And then there's people standing right in front of the road. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was 
like they saw people standing there and they just and just intentionally, just intentionally run, run over them, yeah. but they come up on a stop car when they went around it then there were the people and mm-hmm. they weren't going slow so it was is it against the law to even walk on the interstate in a lot of places and things it was. like that i, think, I, you know, I thought you it just was can't. i think generally speaking it generally is, speaking that's so against the law they, if, i think so but yeah how about definitely to block the interstate what happened if i went and put out my truck and just said hey i'm gonna block the interstate today you think I might get arrested? I think so. You, you might. I say, hey, what, I, what if you took your your truck and blocked the entrance to, something. to, I don't know to one of these uh, Planned Parenthood abortion mills? These, yeah. these baby parts selling. You're gonna do Fed time then? You might. Who knows? Yeah. Well, if they would uphold oh, the law, people wouldn't have to take the law into their own hands. Well, let's talk about some of this. All right, uh, I've got a piece of audio we'll play as soon as we come back. This is from Leo Terrell. He's a civil rights uh, attorney. He was on with. Uh, Mark Levin. And I just want to hear, I want you to hear some of the things that he said. Now, we don't have time to play all of it. I'll have to dump out of it, which is what I was intending to do anyway, because I don't like to play 12-minute cuts unless it's the president's speech or something like that. But we'll hear right at the very beginning, about three minutes into it, it's pretty interesting what he has to say. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. we got the power panel here. RD's here. Iverson's here. Paul's here. Uh, Jan will be back next week. I'm Dave Ellswick. Stay tuned. All right. Let's finish up this hour with uh, Leo Terrell. He's a civil rights uh, attorney, very uh, famous civil rights attorney out in L.A., and he was on uh, uh, Levin's show. So I'm going to play a little bit of what he had to say. Very good. Now, Levin is going to lead in on this, right? And, and he'll give you the background on Leo. Here you go. My first guest I've admired from afar for many decades Leo Terrell, civil rights attorney for three decades. Before that, a public school teacher in the L.A. City uh, School District and so forth. Leo, first of all, I want to thank you because I've been watching you over the uh, past few months and you have been very consistent. You've been very consistent. You believe in the rule of law. You believe in due process. You believe in the Constitution. Uh, And whether it is uh, what's going on now or what you felt was going on before, You've been very steady in your viewpoints, but you've been speaking out a lot about Black Lives Matter, about Antifa, about their rhetoric, about their conduct. What is driving you right now? Thank you very much for having me, Mark. And, uh, you know, I have 30 years invested as a civil rights attorney, public school teacher, as you mentioned, and I'm frustrated and disappointed in the Democratic Party and the left. I mean, it really started a couple of weeks ago when Joe Biden made that comment, that awful comment, that insulting comment that uh, if you vote Republican, you ain't black. I'm a civil rights attorney. Uh, that's con- that statement was condescending and insulted every African-American, every American. And then you follow up with a series of protesting, which is perfectly OK. But the failure of the Democratic Party to call out the rioting, the looting, the murder It's just something that I, as a civil rights attorney, could no longer sit and just basically stay quiet. And then you have the ultimate insult of talking about defunding the police. I want everyone to know that I have a sister in law enforcement, and I may criticize bad police officer because, Mark, 97, 98 percent of the officers are great. They protect you and I at two or three in the morning at two or three percent. Like the George Floyd situation, horrible. But my goodness, to defund the police, to take away law and order, 
And then you have this unbelievable situation where the Democrats will not criticize Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is disingenuous. Why? Because there's only certain black lives that they care about. What about that retired black officer, David Dorn? Black man, murdered, defending a business. I didn't see black lives there. I didn't see Al Sharpton there. It's certain blacks that they care about to profiteer the black community. Where's the Democratic leadership? Calling out the protesters. They're fine, but never criticizing the looters, never criticizing those who are burning property. That drives me nuts. And then what I cannot understand is when there's an opportunity to do legitimate police reform, when you have a great South Carolinian senator, Tim Scott, working his butt off 24-7 to get justice reform, and the Democrats will not work with him because they don't want the perception that the Republicans are working on police reform. And finally, Mark, you know what? People may criticize the president, but what America doesn't want law and order? I do. President Trump does. And here's a man with an executive order accomplished more with a stroke of a pen regarding police reform, creating a database than what the Obama and Biden administration have done in eight years. That is why I am being consistent. That is why I am speaking out. I have credibility to speak out, and I will continue to speak out on these issues that I have just raised. All right, there you go. Okay, we can stop right there. He he put the gauntlet down pretty, pretty hard right there. No doubt about it. And this is a man who has, you know, something to talk about. He'd been involved, he was involved in Rodney King and all that yeah. stuff. Wow. I mean, it's not he, – he's been around for the – around the block. And, and we talked about this. I talked with Iris. I talked with, uh, uh, with Paul about it. R.D. was not here yet. He was doing 115 down 67, 167, <laughs> trying to get here on time. But uh, the bottom line – and still didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> and here's the bottom line is that uh, we're reaping what we've sown. Oh, yes. We are reaping what we've sown. As parents, we who wonder why our children are don't love their country like we do, well, you let them be propagandized in school. You allowed it. You sat back and you allowed it. You didn't stop it. You saw it happening. You heard what was being taught. If you didn't hear what was being taught, you just checked out. Yep. And when you check out, somebody's going to fill the vacuum, folks, and that's what's happened. That is exactly what has happened. That's why these these uh, protesters, rioters, looters, whatever you want to call them, uh, these people turn, tearing down uh, uh, statues or tearing down Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, and Frederick Douglass, as well as uh, Confederate generals, because they don't know any better. Right. As, as you say, Iverson, <clears throat> they're ignorant because we didn't teach them. We didn't teach them. How, how will they know unless some man teach them? You can't know. Well, the know. Bible says that. Right here. <laughs> yeah. And, and they hadn't got daddies around to teach them in yeah. many cases. Their families are in shambles in so many cases, and they're just falling apart. And for you who want to say, yeah, that's that minority thing. No, 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 no. It's as bad in the white, yes. in our yeah, white think uh, the, culture the general, as it is the, in any other culture. The general population right now, I think, is uh, 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 nearly 40% of, of children born in this country are born without a daddy. I think house. it's a little bit more than it okay, be more in general. In general, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and, and in certain segments of the population, it's a whole lot worse. Like 77%. Because wow. a lot of you have, have uh, swallowed hook, line, and sinker, the whole feminist argument that you don't need a man to raise a kid. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong about that. That's been proven scientifically yeah, as well. Well, and the government will do will will be glad to put your kid in jail later on when he's no, not anymore. And, well, sometimes <laughs> yeah, <I don't. laughs> not anymore. They just let them run roughshod. We got to get to the news when we come back. We're picking it up. Robert Steinbach will join us as well. I told him make sure he tuned in and listened to what Leo Terrell had to say because he laid it out pretty doggone clear. Got a lot to talk about yet as this day goes on on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hope that your 4th of July was great. Power panels here. Paul's here. Iverson here. Uh, RD's here. Jan will be back next week. We'll be back after the news, which is next. here for the uh, 7 o'clock hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. And, of course, the power panel's here. Paul Calvert is here. Iverson Jackson is here. R.D. Hopper, who was out last week because he was racing cars, uh, is back with us. And uh, Jan Morgan is out today. She and her husband took some downtime over the, week, uh, over the weekend, and I don't blame them about doing that. They've been, been very busy at the gun range. Uh, because people are buying guns like left and right because of all the people that are out. Uh, they're saying protesting, but I'm just telling you, protests are done that I can tell. Mm-hmm. The people that are out there now are anarchists, and they're shooting people. And that's what happened in Atlanta over the weekend. Uh, the people who are occupying that Wendy's, that burned-down area of Wendy's, uh, opened fire on people as they drove around the barricades there trying to get away from these people and they uh, they opened fire on an suv and they killed a little eight-year-old girl in atlanta over over uh, the weekend i think it was yesterday if i'm not mistaken i'm going to read what the mayor of atlanta had to say and it's very disturbing what she said you got Here's where you got to read between the lines a little bit. You got to listen to what she's saying and then read uh, between the lines. Uh, the mayor is Keisha Lance Bottoms, and she has now vowed that the area around the Wendy's is going to be cleared of protesters. Hadn't been done yet. Armed protesters were there on private property. Yeah, and uh, they, she hadn't uh, cleared them out. Now. One of her citizens' children have been killed, and here's what she had to say, quote, Now we are demanding action for Sequoia Turner and all other people who were shot in Atlanta last night. This is Bottom speaking last night during a news conference. Quote, listen to what she says here, though. Iverson was the first one. His, his ears stood straight up, man. 
Uh, enough is enough. If you want people to take us seriously and you don't want us to lose this movement, we can't lose each other, wow. unquote. Us, we. <laughs> Who is that? That was the mayor. Yeah, I know. Who is us? I mean, who what's the us? definition of us? us and who well, is we? What's the definition? BLM? Sounds like it. Hmm. So now we have children being sacrificed. Well, they've been doing that for a long time. It's yeah. just that normally they do it before they're born. Yeah. I hate to bring back where I was raised in Mountain View, Arkansas, but if some people occupied a business in Mountain View, Arkansas with guns and they were terrorists and they were shooting at cars when they get went by, I don't think uh, I, they long. wouldn't call 911 if they hadn't solved the problem in a week. That problem <laughs> gone on for a week, especially if somebody's family like that was that problem would be solved. Yeah, I mean, you've got to understand, why hadn't she already cleared these people out? Because exactly. she said they were we. We. She's mm. part of them. Yeah, she's part, part of, of the problem. She, she would have to denounce herself. So this is private property, though. We're not talking about a city park. I mean, the, the Wendy's parking lot, or what's left of the Wendy's there, the, where they burn the thing down, I would think that's private property. What are the protesters doing? On I tell you. I tell you this, that little girl's life was lost because of that mayor right there. Well, so were the two people who died in Seattle. Exactly. That's right. Those elected officials sworn an oath. In Chicago again. They swore an oath to protect the citizens of their community. The law enforcement officers swear an oath to protect the people of their community. They are not doing their jobs, and they are responsible for these innocent children losing their lives because, I don't know, because they're cowards. I think just because they're cowards and they won't stand up for the rule of law, we have to go back and stand up for the rule of law. I think in a lot of cases, these city governments, they're too busy trying to be your landlord rather than actually uphold your rights. They're they're there to try to build build parks and 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 build beautiful buildings with your money of course and then take your rights away you gotta go get permission from them just to build a deck off your own off your own house or build a storage <laughs> building it's like it's as if the city owns your property and you have to get permission from them what? i mean these, what what good have these city governments done for us other than just dump a bunch of extra socialism well, we thought they were there to protect the, our uh-huh. rights and to protect our well, property the supreme court now what is in supreme court said the police don't have to protect you. You keep that in mind. They said that that's not true. They don't have to protect you. It's not encumbered upon them to protect you. Yeah, but if we don't pay our taxes. Well, what, what do we have them for then? What's your well, question? To clean up after the aftermath. Aftermath. To draw the chalk people. They solve. To, to draw, draw chalk lines around you after you get killed, after they have disarmed you because they've lobbied down at the state capitol to take your guns away. Okay, so we're going to get Robert Steinbach on here in just a moment. I just want to say some more th- bottoms went on, all right? And she said, quote, at the point that an eight-year-old baby is killed, the discussions have ended. And she said that um, to let People know she will no longer negotiate with protesters and will clear the area. Why were those people there? And uh, some of the people have been talked to that are in that area, and they say, the police aren't allowed here because they're not here to protect us. And uh, that's just uh, the way they, they see it. And let me tell you what. There was another group who used to say that. 
cause all kinds of problems in the United States. And then we get different reiterations of them ever so often. The Black Panthers. That's why the Black Panthers formed in the first place. They said that they were there to to, to, to protect their people from the police. That's why they uh, they armed themselves. Now we're back to that again. Again, again. we're back to that. Again. And innocent. And you know what happens? It's always the innocents that get killed. Get killed. Always the innocents that gets uh, gets killed. Hey, Robert, how are you? I am well. How are you? Well, I'm I'm pissed off to be honest. It sounds like it. I've I've, I've lost. I have. I have just lost all kinds of respect for anybody that allows people to go over and take over a, a section of your city or your uh, county or whatever and does nothing to tell them you can't do that. And that is exactly what happened in Seattle. That's what has happened in Atlanta. That is what has happened now in New York City. It's going on. This has got to stop. It has got to stop, period. Joke what went on in Seattle, right? When the the mayor literally told the police to abandon the police precinct. What's the point of having police if, when confronted with violence, the police back down? Well, who becomes, who receives the brunt of that violence? Law-abiding citizens. So that's, I can't even comprehend that kind of behavior. Yet, of course, that's who they elected for mayor. I would not live in that environment. I wouldn't vote for that person to be the mayor. Mind you, I live in Little Rock, and... I'm not so sure that our mayor. It's not is all that different. Significantly better. Yeah, I was just going to say it's not all not all that di- all that different going on in That's Little right. Rock, is it? No, it's not. No, no. This is a lefty environment, and it really is a little bit unfortunate that I have the pleasure to have moved to Arkansas from the East Coast many, many years ago at this point to get into a far more conservative environment and wind up in a slight haven of lefteism <laughs> in Little Rock. Maybe you need to move out to the country. I think that may be right, but nonetheless, I work in Little Rock. Uh, I like where I live. It's physically a nice environment. Politically, not quite as nice. Well... You come out to to Cabot and you think you're going to be okay, and then they have a uh, a march out in Cabot that drew several hundred people and people that were backing Black Lives Matter. And I'm going to go with what Iverson says. That's because the people are ignorant about who Black Lives Matter is and what they stand for. Uh, it's just amazing to me. And Hey, parents allowed their children to be indoctrinated, to be propagandized. I've said this all along, Robert. We're starting to reap what we sowed in our school systems. Well, if you think that's the case in K through 12, think about higher education. Oh, yeah. Of course, we, right? In college and, and advanced school, law schools across this country. It is leftist indoctrination. The, you can count on one hand the number of professors that even have a hint of conservative ideology. And think about it this way. If you have a vat of water and you put in one drop of red dye, that water remains clear, 
right? And so if you have a vat of leftism that is higher education or law school education and you put a drop of conservatism in it, it's still leftism. We need to have more conservatives in higher education to give a balanced education to our students. That's diversity of thought. Yeah, well, here's what worries me, though, because this is the way it usually works. The pendulum will swing, and it's going to swing too far the other way. It, it always happens this way. And it, you can look and learn from history, people. Learn from history. If you don't learn from it, you're bound to repeat it. And I'm really worried we're going to repeat it again. Uh, freedom of speech, perfect example. Start the free speech movement in Berkeley. And we needed free speech in the United States at that time. Because at that time, what conservatives were keeping people from speaking out. Now it's swung so far the other way that a conservative can't speak out because the the left is taken over. It's going to swing back. the. I'm just telling everybody it is going to swing back the other way. I, I foresee a purge coming in our school systems and in higher education, and it's going to be a whole lot. It'll be a whole lot like what McCarthyism looked like. Well, Dave, you think it's going to swing back to having more conservatives in higher education? I think it will, unless now, unless people have been cowered so much that they don't fight back, and then the pendulum will keep swinging to the left, and that will be even worse than if it's forced to swing to the right. Some, I don't know. I think I think people are so wimpy that they're they're scared of their shadows right now, and there it is. Well, we just need more government to save us from. Government. Well, yeah, in some cases it is. It is. We, well, we, we need more Marxism because the police are bad. So the police that are hired by these leftist mayors are, are bad. But why not just shut down their cities? Why, why, why defund the police? Why not defund the cities? We, we've got these corrupt, stupid, incompetent cities, city governments that are just running roughshod over our rights. Let's defund the cities. Well, the school system... The truth is, whoever controls the schools controls the future of the country to to a lot of extent. Mm -hmm. And people have allowed the schools to be the daycare center Mm -hmm. for their children. And they have had complacency. They have not taught their children history. Uh, Linda Collins-Smith, when she was... A senator, she passed a bill saying that certain history had to be in the schools, but it was never policed. It was never mm-hmm. carried out. So people are going to have to take responsibility of making sure that their children know real history. And uh, and we're going, to, we're going to have to get involved. People haven't gone to school board meetings. When my dad was on the school board, the teachers and the, and the school board got together, and they picked out the curriculum mm-hmm. and made sure it was in alignment with the truth. Well, I, I, think right. the, I think the conclusion is that if you want your kids raised right you gotta do it yourself all right gotta take a break we'll be back talk further about all of this robert steinbach has joined us by phone good to hear him how was your fourth of july by the way robert quiet and good okay (laughs) quiet and good quiet where were you Uh so what kind of steaks did you cook this weekend strip 
I told you. Oh, I, wow. I could tell everybody. It, and you he would have had. And you didn't steak. invite me. He goes. He exactly. has steak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he said quiet. Yeah, quiet. quiet. Yeah, it would be quiet if you were there. All right, we got to take a break. It's Dave Ellswick show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. They're out to help you keep your roof in good shape, in good order. Remember your roof, and Joel Johnson to tell you this. He's the owner of PI Roofing. That your roof is the final defense you have against the elements. If you don't have a good roof, you're going to let water in and cold and all kinds of stuff. You don't want to do that. Just give them a call. The whole social distancing and everything, if you're into that still, if if you're concerned about COVID-19, even though more cases are showing up, but less deaths are happening, you know, deaths are dropping. They're not going up. They're dropping. Uh, the, the key is, is this is that they'll do that with you. I mean, they'll take your phone call. So you can do everything over the phone. Last I heard, can't get COVID-19 over the phone lines. Uh, The same thing with uh, using the Internet. You can go to piroofing.com, and they'll help you there. But they'll get everything done that needs to be done. They'll come out and look at your roof. They can walk on your roof and look at it and make sure how it is and how good it is and where the problems are without ever having to approach you. They'll do all of that. Probably didn't stand out in your front yard and call you and talk to you about it. Just the way they are. And they can work with your uh, insurance agents, uh, the appraisers, and help you uh, save some money on that. That's all with PI Roofing. They are the roof leak detectives. They are the best that I know of. Again, 707-3551 is their number. 707-3551 or piroofing.com. I just got a direct message and it says, Mr. Ellswick, it's worth mentioning. By the way, Mr. Ellswick is my father. Uh, yeah, just Dave. Dave, it's worth mentioning that our so-called leaders have done nothing to keep the state school from becoming centers of leftist indoctrination. Governor Hutchinson did not nothing to support the bill that would have banned uh, Zinn's notorious history book from our schools. That's true. And will doubtless do nothing to keep out the bogus 1619 project. Regards, WW. Let me just tell you something. You hear the 1619 project at your school system? Do everything you can to stop it. Just saying. Do everything you can to stop it. It is a project that starts that says history in the United States didn't stop to start until 1619 when the first slaves came to america that's when the history of america began and zen folks if you don't know about zen's book that is in your school i'm sure i'm sure it's in just about every school if it's and if it's in your school you should say that you can't use it to teach from because it's it's made up history the guy was a known leftist he's a known socialist he's dead now uh and uh there's so many lies that have been perpetuated by that. It's it's incredible. Well, we, we, I think it's just at some point we just have to recognize that government cannot be trusted to teach history because the fact is teaching history has a major influence and impact on people's lives. And when government teaches it, we can pretty well count on them to lie to to, to kids about it. Well, to, to maybe – I don't know if I would even say they do that all the time. Look, the, the school system in America was pretty damn good. Until about the 80s. Mm-hmm. Well, and then it funding. turned left. 
Federal funding has taken over. It's against federal law for the federal government to control what's in the schools of the state. But they always do it with a check. So they say, hey, we're going to have no child left behind. We'll we'll bribe the states into taking people's rights away. Exactly And they do it in so many different ways. So we are a state that is largely funded by the federal government they control our schools they control our speed limits they control our laws and we are being controlled with a paycheck let me tell you let me tell you why it changed in the 80s because the government told everybody here's what your schools are going to Mm -hmm. do and parents just let them do it just let them do it and so now we end up with what you know uh they said in 1984. I keep quoting 1984, <laughs> the book. In most schools, they don't even read it anymore. It's a, yeah. it's a fantasy book about about a crazy system, and it's like it's like it was today a, a prophecy. Now, so yeah, it is like a prophecy. Uh, Here's what they said, and it goes along with just what uh, Paul was saying. George Orwell uh, said, "Who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past." Yeah. And that's what's happening right now. Why do you think they're trying to rewrite history? Why do you think they're trying to do that? They're trying to erase history. They're trying to erase it and rewrite it. I saw part of that. Uh, I went to first and second grade where my grandfather was a superintendent in old school in Pleasant Grove. We said the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, we had a Bible reading every day, Pledge of Allegiance. And uh, and they talked about patriotism. We talked about our veterans. There was pictures of people in that school. There's still pe- pictures of people in that school that died for their country. That school building's still there, and those pictures are still there. Now I went to the to the larger school, the the in Mountain View, and, and all of a sudden I got a teacher trying to tell me that I'm an animal just like a dog. You know, I got to so, go. I have, I have to go to all the high schools here in Little Rock because you guys may remember this about ten years ago. Uh, my listeners put up the money for these. You've seen the big picture of George Washington in my office. And that picture was put in every library and every high school in Little Rock. And I'll be very interesting to see if that's still the case. Here's Rush. All right, here, here. let me just give you some inform, information. Robert, I know you're still there. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm against censorship. So I think Howard Zinn's book, uh, uh, People's History of the United States, should be available. All right? Mm-hmm. I think that anybody who gets it in K-12 through should be told that it's it's fable it's not truth it is so far from truth it's it's, uh, yeah well basically it is here's what zen did zen looked at a lot of history books in 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 the united states and he was right in something and that is they covered up the bad stuff i mean they didn't talk about some of the things that we did the american indian and things of that nature they weren't truthful about that and uh, with that in mind, because if you're going to tell history, let's tell it all. But Zen went the other way. He told all of the stories that were out there about things that, quote, were bad about the United States and said that is the United States. And that is as false as saying that George Washington really did chop down a, a cherry tree and, and actually said, I cannot tell a lie. We all know that's fable. That's not true. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's a great story because it goes to the character of what who Washington was is what it does. And, and that's the way it should be taught. And I don't think that his book should be banned, which was the way that Hendren tried to do it 
uh, in 20, what was it, 2017, I, be, I, be, I believe, they tried to ban it here from the schools. I don't think you do that. I never think you get rid of uh, bad stuff by banning it. All that you're going to do is give it more weight, so to speak. It needs to be for older kids, like maybe 10th or 11th and 12th. And still, they right, ne- exactly. it needs to be, if they're going to use it as a textbook, because here's the problem now. It's used as the main textbook in most high schools in America and in most universities in America. And it's so falsified, it's uh, ridiculous. I had on, um, what was his name, Michael Kazin. He's a Georgetown, Georgetown professor who wrote a critique on Zen. And he went through his book. And uh, it was a great hour show that we did on Zen because it was a big story at the time with what, what Hindren was doing. I just wanted people to know that Zen lied to him. He lied to you. And now they continue to perpetuate the lies by using it as the main textbook. And that's what they're trying to do by trying to bring in the uh, 1619 project. They're going to bring in lies. Robert, go ahead. Well, Dave, you hit it exactly on the head. It's it's the Goldilocks problem in reverse, right? You, you remember the news that existed in the 40s and the 50s, and you go to the movie theater and they'd show you a newsreel, and the newsreel was a government-provided propaganda. Hmm. And then, of course, in the 60s and the 70s, you saw a swing in the other direction where the news actually started to do investigative journalism. But now you pick up the New York Times, and it's not government-provided propaganda. It's leftist-provided propaganda. And it's that middle point where you have information provided by the government and checked by the media and other information gathered by the media that the government is not involved in where they provide information. That middle ground seems to be disappearing, and that's exactly what you're describing. We've gone from one extreme to the other extreme, and that's the problem. Yeah, and and that's what I'm warning about. You know, even though I'm saying that Zinn's book shouldn't be a textbook, it doesn't mean I'm saying you should censor the book from the high school library. Of course, of course. You know, Maybe maybe a, maybe a teacher wants to bring Howard Zinn up in classroom, uh, but if I think if you bring it up in classroom, to be honest about it, you got to shoot down basically what Howard Zinn says. Well, sometimes sometimes it's useful to leave stuff like that out there, but maybe put a disclaimer on it, like this is not truth, this is a fairy tale, or this is this or the other, and and because uh, the the right to free speech is not the right to lie and to put out false information. But that doesn't mean you can't write fiction stories, even though it's, it's, it's technically not true, but it's not presented as truth either. And so I think that if, if you want to keep some, some fake history out there and present it as fiction, fine. But, but I think it is dangerous, especially with children, to, to be giving the, them this fictional history. Well, what is truth? What is truth? Who gets to define, define what truth is? Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. Victor. yeah. The, victor. The, the, the victor. The victor. The truth. guys with the most guns who, who win. Well, I think the founders of our country was referring to a book that that our friends got laying here on the counter is what mm-hmm. truth was and where authority comes from and what gave us the right for the Declaration yeah, of and Independence. The, uh, the definition of truth is reality. 
So if if that's exactly right, that's not real, that it didn't happen that way, then that is not true. Mm -hmm. But if it's if you say it's Zen didn't believe in absolute truth. Well, that's the problem. problem. Yeah, because whose truth do you believe? Right. So if you say believe in math, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but if it's if it's truth, then that means it has to be reality. Right, right. That it, it was real. And, that it really happened right. and, that way. And, and and is it? Uh, what's the kid's name who who does the? Um, he's a Jewish guy. That is, um, ben, um, ben Ben Shapiro. Feeling yeah. your truth doesn't care about your feelings. I mean, that's right. Yeah, it's just yeah, I've it, got that. I've got that hoodie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's at the end of the day. You know, the, the the fact is that life is kind of messy sometimes, yeah. but truth still matters even when it hurts. Yeah. Even you know, when it's there's, messy. A, there's a scripture that says, uh, Paul said to the Galatians, do I become your enemy because I tell you the, the truth. truth? And that is what happened. The truth mm-hmm. will make enemies. And I say it like yeah. this. They had perverted if, the truth, yeah, hadn't they? <laughs> that if, I, if the truth makes us enemies, we were never friends because That's it good. was based upon the lie. Mm-hmm. And we cannot... You, you can't if it's reality, then you can't live forever with a lie. The truth well, eventually the comes say? out. That's the truth exactly will what, set you free. It will set you free. So why do we have so many bound people today? Because they're not hearing the truth. That's exactly and they're stuck right. in these uh, hell holes called government housing and all these dead end jobs and other things like this because they have never adhered or heard or or you know walked in the well, truth. And, and we, you can't be free and, without. And it. so many of us are. And I use this kind of a collective sense. We we tend, if someone will give us a free handout, we won't do we won't do for ourselves, and so we'll be we'll just become a bunch of stupid lazy. Brats. The truth is that uh, a free handout will make you dependent. It will in many cases because instead of learning how to fish or learning how to farm, someone hands out food to you. Guess what happens when they stop handing food to you? You you're, you're gonna starve. You're gonna starve. You, you cannot be happy relying on somebody else. I think our faith needs to be in God, and yep. where we're going needs to be our foundation. But even in this world, you cannot. You have some responsibility. You won't. You have some. You cannot be happy dependent on somebody you else. You won't like no. yourself if you don't work. All right. Yeah. So I want. I want to get let Robert get away from us. And before I do that, let me. Uh, did you listen to Leo Terrell? To start off, uh, I caught the, the I caught the the tail end of it. Okay, there's so many people that are afraid to say that truth, Robert, and and we're really we're really fighting this. And truth is is really comes down to what we're talking about here, and that is there is is there or is there not an absolute truth? Can you can you say that you believe in an absolute truth, or do you say my truth? I hear that all too often, and my the, I bristle against anybody who says my truth. And, uh, I mean, I really get irritated. And it's amazing that we've got to, we've got to fight to get just to tell people the truth now, isn't it? Touched on it earlier when you referenced the 1619 Project, which has largely been discredited at this point. And, of course— as we were discussing in a different context, there are issues in which there's gray, right? There's black and white, and then there's some gray. History has a lot of nuance to it. So if you describe it simply and quickly, you're going to leave off some of that nuance because everybody can't spend their whole life learning every aspect of history. So you need to have some loss over the, the history. But that doesn't mean things didn't 
or did happen, right? There are facts. Those who deny the Holocaust are are, are incorrect, right? Those, the Holocaust occurred. Those are facts. Uh, and so we need to be able to say to people, you are wrong when they're wrong. And at the same time, understand there is some element of nuance in history. And that's the problem today. We don't have that, that ability. People come out on one extreme with the nonsense that you describe, my truth. There is no my truth. What? Maybe they're saying my feelings when they want to describe, well, I'm hurt by what you said. So my truth is that's, that's violence against me. No, it's not. Well, Suck it up. And I think, I think one of the things that we want to do sometimes is we want to look at history and see, well, this side was all right and this side over here was all wrong. And the fact is that in many cases, both sides are wrong to, to some, some extent or another. And let's look at let's look at it and recognize that we've got two sides who are fighting and both of them had their faults. And let's look, let's look at it as the truth. Yeah, see, but nobody wants to give up their PowerPoint. That's what it comes <laughs> and down to. And it could to. have been handled differently on yes. both sides. In many and there's, cases, tr- there's yes. truth to learn yes. from that. All right. Robert, I'll let you go. Thank you for joining sure, us. It's always a pleasure Thank to you. have you. All right. Robert Steinbuck here on Dave Ellswick Show. He'll be on for a, a couple hours, hour and a half on Friday, along with Chris Corbett. $287,619. What would you do with an extra $287,619 in retirement? That's how much a Little Rock couple could save in taxes with the IRA and 401k. Thanks to the tax planning strategy from David Lucas Financial, they're right here in Little Rock. David's been on my show many a time. Learn exactly how much money you could save with a free retirement tax analysis. If you save more than $250,000, be one of the first 10 callers to schedule your free analysis now at 501-222-3315. Do you have an IRA or a 401k? Learn how much money in taxes you could save by calling 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. Tax adv- uh, investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. Okay, just a a little bit of information for you that uh, you need to know, and that is today starts something new here at uh, 101.1 FM, The Answer, and that is um, Mike Gallagher will not be on uh, from 8 o'clock, or pardon me, from 9 o'clock till 11 o'clock, and I won't be on from 8 till 9 on your radio. You'll be able to watch me live on my Facebook, on facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show. You can continue to watch the show as it's done. But if you want to hear the 8 to 9 hour, you'll have to listen from 6 until uh, 7 p.m. on the radio. It's recorded and played. New show starting today, Financial Issues Live. Dan Celia, I think is the guy's name, uh, that will be uh, joining uh, us on uh, the show, uh, it's a three-hour show. He wouldn't bring his show here when we thought it was good to have this show on uh, unless we did all three hours live. So we're going to do all three hours live. They called me in a week and a half ago and said, yeah, we'll do the show live on Facebook and then replay it at 6. Is that all right with you? And I said, it's all right with me. 
my people just go over to the Facebook and watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, do it there. Or here at about 10 o'clock, you can go and you'll get the podcast, and it'll be there on the podcast. So you can listen in the podcast. So it's not like you're going to get shortchanged. Mm-hmm. you got all different kinds of ways to hear it. Uh, and you'll want to listen for sure today because we're going to talk about Biden and we're going to talk about the economy. And those are real big issues coming up into November. Uh, the media has given Joe Biden a free ride. I mean, big time, free, free ride. I wanted to bring something up to you guys, talking about how, who kind of controls things. You get history in their in their view. When you're in the North and you're going to school, you will hear that the Civil War was 100% about slavery. That's read, what you read, read Lincoln. That's what you'll hear. It's about read slavery. What Lincoln said about however, however, when you go down to the South, they'll deny it's about about slavery, and they'll states say it's about rights. states' rights. <laughs> states' rights. It's all about states' rights. Well, you know what? The truth is right there in the middle. Exactly. There was state rights involved. I mean, that's why Lee finally went and was, was like, the main general for for the Confederacy. He wouldn't fight other states that right next to him, and uh, he was he was beholden to his state, which at that time was still adhering to what the Constitution was about when it was first put in, and that states had their rights that they they ran themselves by, and Lee believed in that, so he fought on on that, but. The people who owned the big plantations and all that, folks, it was all about slavery. They knew if they lost slavery, they were done. Yeah, there was a there was a bunch of a bunch of rich people that was manipulating the mindset. I believe in the South and people that weren't as educated and and uh, and being they were being told propaganda by by the plantations owners. Most of the people that fought in the South didn't own slaves. Sounds well, sounds like uh, the propaganda sounds like it, today, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it does. Don't believe the propaganda. They were fed propaganda. You know, the North was going to come down here and do bad things. Yeah. But the, what you're saying, Dave, is there was fault on both sides. Yeah, I know there was. And it could have been handled very differently because there were two issues at hand. Uh, I think if the South would have done the truth, they would have said, hey, you know what? The slaves never should have happened. It was wrong. That's where they need. That's where they wanted to be. I believe when they wrote the Constitution, it said all men are created equal. Well, yeah, they but, fought over that. But they needed the South to help beat England, so they had they had to. They wanted stomach a, it, but they wanted a union. Right. They wanted and the only the way union. they could get the union was not deal with the slavery yeah. issue, and that that predicated that some hundred years later. We're going to be fighting the Civil put War. Put it off. Put it off. That's where the two-third clause yeah. came from. Yeah. Two well, fifth, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Or two-fifths. Yeah, yeah. yeah. three-fifths. Three-fifths. Sometimes, okay. sometimes you make alliances with people because the main thing is the main thing. And, and sometimes, you know, just like abortion, I think it is wrong. I think you should not kill your unborn children. But at the same time, sometimes that's not an issue that the federal government should deal with. Just like murder. I think it's terribly wrong. But generally speaking, that's not the role of the federal government. It's a local issue. It should be handled by state governments or, or, or even maybe even more local than that. But the thing is that if, if, if one state wants to treat murder laws a little differently than another state, I think the federal government should stay out. 
I'll play a song for you from uh, the show, from the show 1776. I don't know if people watched that over the weekend. That's what I did on the 4th of July. All right. We had a cookout at my house, and 1776 was on Turner Movie Classic. Okay. Uh. And I made everybody sit down and watch it. Because you made everybody sit down. I made them. I made them. <laughs> He's like, you don't get to eat. It's my house, my rules. I and, love it. And so we, we all watched uh, it. Cause there you go. It's one of my favorite musicals because what uh, it did is it showed, especially on the slavery clause, that they wanted in the Constitution, they struck it out because the South walked out. Yes. They would not sign, and it had to be unanimous for all the colonies yeah. to sign it. Mm-hmm. And so uh came at the end. I mean, uh, Adams is quoted as saying, you know, we'll be judged harshly yes. for this. And they are. But people judge them really harshly when they don't understand what and why what happened happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the whole key. And I'm going to play a song for you when we come back from that show. Got to play it for you. You're going to hear it about slavery and rum. It's a great song from that from that musical. But that's all coming your way. When we return, I will not be here on your radio. The new show, Financial Issues Live, will be. If you want to continue listening to what we're talking about, come on over to Facebook, facebook.com slash the Dave Ellswick Show, and like the, uh, the Facebook page and be with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show or listen at 6 o'clock tonight. Glasses to rum, to slurs. Oh, what a beautiful waltz. You dance with us, we dance with you. Now, as you're listening to this, this is the delegate from South Carolina singing. And he cuts to the chase here. The North is telling the South, you know, they're not going to get rid of the slave laws at this point. South saying you don't get rid of it, we don't sign the Declaration of Independence. Because what, who was bringing the slaves to the South? They were coming out of Boston. So it was the North. And that's why he's saying they're, they're dancing together. So listen in. It's a, it's a great song. And he's off with the rum and the Bibles. Take on the slaves, clink, clink. Then hail and farewell to the smell of the African coast. Glasses to rum, to slaves. Tisn't models, tis money that saves. Shall we dance to the sound of the profitable pound in molasses and rum and slaves? Who sail the ships out of Guinea laden with idols and slaves? Tis Boston can boast to the West Indies coast. Jamaica, we brung what she craves. Antigua, Barbados, we brung Bibles and slaves. Gentlemen, you mustn't think that our northern friends see our black slaves as merely figures in a ledger. Oh, no. They see them 
as figures on a block. Look at the faces at the auctions, gentlemen. White faces on African wharves, seafaring faces, New England faces, put them in the ships, cram them in the ships, stop them in the ships. Hurry, gentlemen, let the auction begin. Gentlemen, you hear? That's the cry of the auctioneer. But here's the bottom line. To say it's one of the most powerful moments in that musical is an understatement. That is a great, great uh, piece that's done in 1776. And it's right. It's very, very true. Every, and it's like you were talking about, R.D. Both sides were at fault. Mm-hmm. They both played a part in this. And uh, Adams and, and uh, of course, uh, Franklin and... And even Jefferson, Jefferson had already made moves to sell his slaves. Uh, they had had an epiphany, so to speak, that all men are created equal. And uh, they wanted a slave clause in the Constitution. The rule was that it had to be unanimous before anybody would sign. Because as as uh, Franklin says, gentlemen, if, if we, you know, don't hang together, hang together we'll, hang we'll all separately. hang separately uh bottom line that they all had to sign it and uh adams finally relented because he was the one that was holding out yeah and they they saw and they they and uh they struck out that uh that uh, clause, clause well, and the south then saw, uh, signed the the declaration of independence so so here's what what franklin said this is historically accurate is that he said hey we're voting about independence right now. If we don't have independence, we don't have anything. So let's get independence taken care of, and the slavery issue is just going to have to wait. Now, they got a little bit more when they got the the, the Constitution. And then the Civil War came, and uh, we had the freeing of the slaves with the Emancipation Proclamation, more so after Lincoln was killed when uh, Ulysses S. Grant was president, uh, you know, things went better. Not under Johnson. Johnson, man, that's when the carpetbaggers came to the South and all the rest well, and, and all kinds and, of bad things were people, happening. Black people suffered a lot yes, in the they South, did. I think, along with white people as well, I think. And so it was, they it suffered was in the rough. North as well. I, I'd like Iverson to say on the air what you were saying on break about what you thought about the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution about being something to shoot for. Yeah, the the Declaration, is, this is uh, just a clip from, I say a clip, but part of what my sermon was yesterday talking about uh, the seven Judeo principles 
uh, Judeo-Christian principles that uh, this country was founded on. And when we look at the uh, documents here, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, uh, those those documents like that, these are very high and lofty ideals that our founders, and I believe God-inspired ideals, that our founders put forth for us. And, and, and as I've said that this is a self-correcting document, not that the document needs correcting, but as we as Americans, as we continue to live, we're always striving and, and looking upward at these principles to reach those principles. And we have been doing that as a country. If you hear some people talk today, you would think that this is 1792 or, or 1848, like we haven't made any progress at all. Well, that is just a bunch of bull loney. You know, we are constantly <laughs> nice <to> impro- <laughs> We're, we are constantly uh, making progress and reaching toward uh, that all men are created equal. We're not saying that we have arrived, but we're saying we're reaching toward it. So this is why you cannot we cannot uh, poo poo our documents. We well, keep them there. And one of the one of the issues back in in the 1600s and the 1700s is that we had a bunch of so called intellectuals running around telling people that black people aren't people. Mm-hmm. And so if, if was well, is that different than today when you say that unborn babies aren't people? Yeah, yeah. So it's so the how, exact how, same how thing. How is that different? It's the exact and same so issue. It's the, the issue of, of the day. If someone convinces you that this person isn't actually a real person, well, the logical conclusion of that is well, they don't need, they don't need all the rights. Then yeah. I mean, you know, one, one of the things that always with the, the, the black people aren't people, particularly when you talk about the, the a white man, mm-hmm. is that that would make them if they were if black people were animals, wouldn't that make the uh, white men bestialities that were sleeping with the black? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Black and the women. Is, I think it was so, almost viewed that way by some yeah. people. And so it's I mean, if you're just a good looking monkey, then why can't we treat you like a like well, livestock? If you, if you go far left, they're already there with you guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, the, if you go far left, we are all a bunch of animals. And what's the future of our country when you without the way. values right. that our nation was found on that you're talking about? And, 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 and what's our the, future look like? Well, the future <laughs> looks like a New York, Chicago, and Seattle. <laughs> That's what the future That's for the whole country looks and, and like. So, Seven-year-old children getting shot, getting shot at their grandmother's house. At their house. grandmother's, you know, popping fire, fireworks. That's sad. So that's that's crazy. But when we're talking about, you know, looking like animals and teaching uh, uh, that type of thing in schools, there's the United States of America, whether anyone likes it or not, was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. And that being that man is made in the image of God, not a monkey. And, and, and let's, Thank you. I want everybody to listen to what he's saying. Judeo-Christian yes. principles. Uh, in our country, uh, the Christian church has begun to take the Judeo out of everything, and you cannot do that. It's impossible to do that and, and have true uh, Christianity. You can't Absolutely. have it without the Judeo. You've got to have the history. The Old Testament is there for us to learn from. Even God understood that he needed to give us the history leading up to Jesus Christ well, and his, the principles because his principles yeah. has not changed. Has not changed. And R.D., it's, it's like saying that to get rid of the Judeo part, which you said, Dave, it's like saying you can take an apple tree, you can take the limbs and the fruit and survive on its own without the root. Yeah, you don't, get any, you do don't have can't how about a trunk. A, how about a vine? How about, how about a, a vine? Uh, vines being grafted in <laughs> that's yeah. different but you still, still, you still have you still, have you still got the same root system, system. Right. And so, but and they can be grafted they in. can be grafted and we as were we grafted were grafted in, in. as we're grafted right. in and so, <laughs> and so some of the some of the kind of basic social principles come in the old testament you don't really find 
you, you don't have a strong definition of marriage or family in the New Testament. There's some, some um, um, uh, talk about it in the New Testament, but you don't see us. You don't have a, a, a solid foundation of, of, a, of, a, of the because idea of how it, it should work. It was it was figured that people understood that. From yeah, I mean, the Old Testament. Right. I mean, there's, there's so much in the Old Testament that kind of gives us an outline or a, or a foundation of this is what a family is. This is what marriage is. This is this is how society should work. And there's not a whole lot of that in the New Testament. There is some, mm-hmm. but there's not a whole lot of that to kind of get down to the nitty gritty of things. Mm-hmm. You know, and doctrinally, you, the, what we have to remember, when the scripture was written, we talk about the New, let's talk about the New Testament mm-hmm. there, that time frame. Uh, first century, if you will, mm-hmm. you still had a lot of people uh, uh, in the Jewish custom mm-hmm. that may have uh, had more than one wife, sure. that type of thing like sure. that. So you are, you are, it's like phasing out one part, phasing in another part where you have a monogamous uh, family. You have one man, one woman. And that's why Paul wrote to those in ministry, you have to be the husband of one wife. So yeah, that's a change. I don't think he was from, telling them to from, dump their wives. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He said, he if you're going to be selected for leadership, you have to be the husband of one wife. So he said, there's a new era coming in where going back to Genesis, God made one man, one woman, and that's called the law of first mention, which is the principle that's supposed to. Remember, that having more than one wife was not God's idea. It was man's no, idea. No, it was. <laughs> what man wouldn't say, that's a good, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, until couple of the wives don't agree on things. <laughs> and you had to support them equally. I have trouble enough keeping my wife happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not all right. I'm I'm not going there, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> you always try to take me out on the limb. You look at me like, come on out on the limb with well, me. I keep you out there on the limb and I give you the saw the saw behind you. That's the way it is. But, all right. but that's good. We're going to get a break in. You're, if you're listening on radio, I'm on it. Uh, we're at sometime about 18 minutes after 6 in the evening, and I'm glad that you're with us. Uh, this is the way the new show will work. I'll do uh, 6 until 8. From 8 till 9, we'll record it, replay it at 6, or you can watch it live while it's going on and being recorded on Facebook. That's what you on Facebook are doing. Or you can listen to it, of course, on the podcast after 10 a.m. So that's where we're at. I just saw a sign on a uh, protester's uh, placard, and it said, uh, you know, ban the 4th of July, unlearn our history. Hmm. How dangerous is that? That is so dangerous. All right, a break. We got more coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with the Dave Ellswick Show. First day of our new uh, uh, time frame of how the morning show is working. We do the 7 or 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock segments live in the morning. Then this segment is recorded to be played back at 6 because we have a brand new show on Financial Issues Live that airs from 8 o'clock until 11 o'clock when Rush starts. So a little bit of a change you can watch the last hour of my morning show live on Facebook. You can listen to it on the podcast at 10 a.m. if you'd like at 1011fmtheanswer.com or you can uh, join us at 6 o'clock and, right, like right now and listen to it 
uh, or you can watch it live, then listen on podcasts, and then listen to it at 6, a, 6 p.m. as well. Get it three times if there's a lot of interesting stuff, which I think we got for this hour. But if they want to call here. in and, and be relevant, then they'll need to actually call in in the morning so they can listen. And That's be, correct. Right. Absolutely. All right. So let us uh, talk here about the economy. Uh, as I'm looking up right now, the stock market is not even open. Okay. It's because well, right now, in real time, it's 8.24 in the morning, but you're hearing this replay to you at about 6.24 in the evening. So keep that in mind. All right, keep that in mind. Right now, we were, the futures we were up. going up to we – we're, we're close to 400 points up in the futures for the Dow. It's, going, it's past 26,000. I don't know where it ends. As far as I know, somebody could have dropped an atom bomb or something, and <laughs> and, and Wall Street has been vaporized. I don't know. Just kidding. I hope God. I hope to God that ain't the, the case. But that's what could have happened. Anyway, uh, the, the 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 Dow is going up again today. Uh, Judge Scalia's Antonio Scalia, uh, Supreme Court Justice, who passed away a couple of years ago, his son talked about the economy. He, here is. Cut number, number, can we, you got to, she's got to find it, hold on. Mm. She has to get it because we're, we're recording right now. Mm. And so okay. she's got all kinds of things up on her screens. So I'll, I'll wait till she, you got it now? Okay, here's cut seven. Here's what Scalia had to say about the economy. I think it's really important to, again, remember how much better than projected we've done so far. Uh, back in May, it was projected that we would lose 7.5 million jobs. Well, uh, we've now, over the last uh, couple of months, added 7.5 million jobs. In other words, we're about 15 million ahead of where the experts said we were going to do. We're doing very well. Uh, we do need to be careful about the virus. But I am just optimistic, um, uh, among other reasons, because... Uh, USMCA went into effect last week. We finally put NAFTA to rest. This was something that was uh, so important to the president. Uh, USMCA will be another source of stimulus, job growth uh, to the country. So uh, there will be talk uh, as we get deeper into the month about possible additional measures. But I am uh, optimistic, as I know the president is, about how we're reopening the success we're having right now, uh, rebuilding that really extraordinary economy that we had through February until the virus came. All right, so that was Scalia talking about the economy. It's doing well. Now, here's what's going to be interesting, guys. They have been measuring how bad the coronavirus is by the amount of deaths that have occurred in the United States and the percentage of deaths. As more people have been identified as having COVID-19, deaths have gone down. The number of deaths have gone down. They have not spiraled out of control. So now they're trying to change the <laughs> way of, of of viewing this to how many people have yeah. and they're testing the COVID-19. And they're testing a ton an, of people right now. numbers of people. And when you've got the factors that apparently most people who get it do not have symptoms. And so, you know, if they're mostly testing people with symptoms two months ago, and now they're testing just kind of random people more. More people are getting more, the virus, more people, supposedly. More people are, 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 are um, being uh, tagged as, yeah, you have it. Well, but when you tested the prison populations, and what, 94, 95% of the population in the prisons don't have symptoms, well, that's an indication. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people out in the public 
who will have it without symptoms. Well, here's the key, all right? This is goes back to what I always say. Figures don't lie, but liars, but sure liars figure. They have a narrative. Comes That's exactly they right. They have a narrative. Democrats have a narrative, and the narrative is to keep the economy down as bad as possible, yeah. make things look as bad as possible, blame it on the president, and win the next election. Well, and get That's what the That's narrative what doing. is. Exactly right. You are true. And how many That's people are, can they get addicted to welfare during this during this mess? Well, I well they've what, already succeeded on people. <laughs> I tell you what, the economy is going to do much better people whenever they quit paying people to stay at home at the end of this month if somebody's paying you six hundred dollars a week to stay at home and not extra, work extra, yeah, extra, extra on top of unemployment on top of unemployment so i didn't even know that okay yeah it was on top of unemployment you're an extra week, six week. so yeah so us guys out here in business we can't hire anybody how, how right can now you compete with that you can't so, compete so what with is, that unemployment was is it is it 40 or 50 percent of normal wages and then, and then now the it, is, bucks. it is one hundred percent. It's a hundred and twenty percent. No, no, no. Right now it's a hundred. It's a hundred. In other words, when you get your unemployment, your unemployment, okay, mm-hmm. it is what your pay would have been. Really? Then, then they, they added on six hundred dollars a week. A week. Additional. A week Yikes. additional. Oh, wow. So how is the economy going to be with that going on? I mean, they <laughs> take any- the economy when they did that. So when this month runs out, I'm saying people are going to go back to work. They have to. They have to. It's going to get they'll, better. They'll That's why they're talking about another edition. Oh, of no. This. But here, remember what they're saying. This time the president says, well, we're going to give that additional money, but only if you go back to work. Mm. You go back to work. I think they're talking about like in Arkansas, it'd be like three hundred and fifty bucks. All right, not six hundred because six hundred was for everybody in the United States, and of course, Little Rock and and Cabot are not New York City. All right, right. we got news. Let's get to that right now. All right, we got to we got to get to the news. Okay, we don't have news right now. How much time? Talk to me. One minute. Okay. One minute. I'm trying to get my hand signal. Just talk to my ear. And I do have to say, you know, when it comes to the Medicaid expansion and other things, you know, uh, know, as far as uh, uh, different red flag laws, I give the governor a lot of grief about some of the things. But I have to tell you this. Our governor has not shut down this state like many other governors, and we've probably fared better in Arkansas than most yeah. states. However, I will say this, and and, and we'll, we'll pick this up when we come back, because we, we are coming to news. I'm watching. Okay. I'm, I'm watching. So we're coming up to news. This is the first time we've ever, we've done this, so I've got to kind of look at what uh, my producer is telling me right now. Anyway, just keep in mind that the governor made the, dis- the, 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 the decision to let cities in Arkansas make up their mind about are they going to make you wear a mask or not. That's just asking for problems. How am I if I if I'm going up to Bull Shoals this weekend? Do I have to call them <laughs> to see if they're going to require that I have to have a, a mask if I get out of my car? All right, let's take a break. We'll talk more about it after the news. All right. We continue here on the, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. New time for our 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock hour. Instead of being on at 8 and 9, you're going to hear it between 6 and 7. Okay? Try to make it that way because there's a new show in the morning. Took Gallagher's place called Financial Issues Live. So I uh, hope that you'll tune in and listen to that. 
You can watch this hour live, but you got to do it on Facebook like people who are doing it right now that I'm looking at the camera and saying thanks for sticking with us. You, you're hearing it as it's going to be played back at uh, the um, uh, 6 o'clock hour. All right, so we were talking about unemployment benefits. They change again in July of 31st, July 31st. Right now, we're in enhanced unemployment benefits. That's where you get 100% of your pay and $600 a week. That goes bye-bye like the dodo bird on the 31st of July. Now, they're starting to talk about another um, enhanced period where every American is going to get another $1,200 plus. And uh, so if you're married, uh, that'd be uh, like uh, $2,400, although I've heard as high as $2,000 a person plus $2,000 per two um, kids. So a, a family of four would get a total of $8,000. Now, that's what they're talking about. It's going to be tough to pay back. Not signed mm. yet. Well, it won't be us. Mm. PR grandkids, grandkids. Well, it's going to be our great-grandkids. Generational theft. It's going to, well, that's exactly what it is. It's exactly that. All right, so let's, uh, let's talk about uh, Biden now. <laughs> All right. Not a whole lot to talk about for the simple reason that he's still hiding out in his basement. Uh, but Liz Harrington from the RNC, who we had live last um, uh, week here on the Dave Ellswick Show, uh, we've got a, a piece from her about a minute long talking about the, uh, the, the vice president and the presumptive uh, nominee of the Democratic Party for president. And here's what she said about uh, VP Biden. It's amazing for Joe Biden to talk about eroding our foundation when his party is taking a sledgehammer to it. They're saying you can't go to Mount Rushmore. You can't celebrate Washington, Jefferson and Lincoln. You can't uplift our rich history and celebrate it on our Independence Day. His party is trying to rewrite history, tear it all down. And it's very fitting that Joe Biden in this op ed has the audacity to literally rewrite the greatest foundational document in the history of mankind, the Declaration of Independence, his woke staffers changed it to not all men are created equal, all people are created equal and are guaranteed equality throughout life. That is not a constitutional republic that we were founded on, on freedom of opportunity. That's the same radical left socialism that has taken over his party that is really not just eroding our foundation, but rewriting it and out to destroy it. All right, that's, that's Liz Harrington. And she's right. They, they changed it from, in his op-ed, from, he changed it from all men are created equal to all people are created equal. Understand that, uh, for the most part, when the founders said all men, they were talking about everybody. Of course. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a colloquialism. Just a pronoun. That's no different than when the scriptures uh, say, say men. It doesn't leave out women. In many you know. cases, right, unless the yeah. context indicates. Unless but, the context right, indicates but, but yeah, that specifically. The term man was used, uh, mankind. Right. It's does, not a, uh, does that mean we ought to get equal pay? Every, yeah, that's where they're socialists, that's what they That's think. where they're right. headed. So, see, everything that they do has a hidden meaning yeah. and I think has an agenda towards something else. So when I hear them say that, I hear them, uh, you know, I think about, well, what's the next 
part of this? What's the next part? Yeah. What's the next part? What's well, the next part? So we say want. words have meaning. Yeah, let, let's get equal pay. So, so, <laughs> so some woman is 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 lactating, so she wants to be a, a wet nurse. Do I get equal pay to her? <laughs> the fact is, you know, I'm utterly worthless in that regard. Utterly worthless in that regard. And so the fact is that we are different. We have different strengths, and there are some things that I simply can't do. Right. That doesn't make you any less valuable. I can't valuable. bear children. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I can't. I don't have a baby factory that I'm carrying around in my body. Women do. That, yeah. that makes them. Their value is different for different purposes. Mm-hmm. And so th- the fact is, we are different. You and I are different. RD is different from both of us. You and I are. Uh, Boy, am I glad. Tell us. Yeah. And so, so um, <laughs> you and I are tall. Yeah. We're both pretty tall. We could we could paint the corners of, of most residential Here homes. Here comes RD. Without a ladder. R.D. probably couldn't do that. But guess what? R.D.'s got some skills that could probably run us under the table that that, um, that we couldn't do. This country came a long ways in 100 yes, years. We came a long ways from, you know, plowing with, with mules and logging with mules, yeah. as my mm-hmm. grandparents did, to where we are today. There were some exceptional people that get, took their mm-hmm. God-given talents yeah. right. and went did a lot for this country. Right. A lot of them was rewarded for their efforts, mm-hmm. but if you have an equal pay for everybody, then you have everybody doing the equal amount of work. You do not have the progress. You right. do not have the jobs. Right. You have socialism. You have Venezuela is what you have. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna give you a military example, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if, if this was the case when Dave was in, but when, when I was in the military, uh, okay, you say equal pay. If you were a let's let's say a lieutenant, mm-hmm. all lieutenant. Uh, three males, three females, you all were commissioned. You're all going to get the same pay. But when it came time to do the, the uh, physical fitness test, mm-hmm. the male had to do more push-ups, mm-hmm. and he had to run. For, the sit-ups were the same. The, the male had to do more push-ups to qualify, mm-hmm. and they had to run faster mm-hmm. to qualify. But they're both getting equal pay. Now, who's getting now, cheated on this one? Now, wait a yeah. second. Let's, let's qualify what is a legitimate push-up. For a man, it was a traditional plank push-up. For women, they could put their knees down. Oh, not, really? Not, well, not not in this era. No, they not, can't do yeah, it now. They, they could. They yeah. could at, oh, wow. yeah, when they I could was in. When he was in, but it was wow. different. So, I, And I always thought about that. Wait a minute. We're getting paid the same, but you don't have to do the same amount that are, I have to do. Are we equal or not? So huh? we're not. Uh, are we equal or are we not? Look, so in this case, then, the the, uh, the male officers were being discriminated against. Right, right. And the fact is that, that generally speaking, men are better at catching bullets than women. And, and <laughs> I tell you this, Black Lives Matter are getting paid by a socialist agenda yep. from George Soros to destroy this country, the principles it was built on. And the president this weekend did an excellent job at Mount Rushmore pointing out that this is about our country yes. and the basic principles principles our country was built on i go back to that sign that we saw in washington Mm dc on the fourth of july people and these were passed out by somebody because a lot more than just one person had them and they were professionally done Mm. it said uh, no fourth july fourth or fourth of july unlearn our history now i'm going to tell you that's specifically going if you ask them what they're talking about they'll say we, we're, we're talking about 1619. What, what what people group in America, if you just you just just go to all the people groups, every people group that we're saying, uh, that they're saying is being uh, oppressed or whatever, what people group would say, you know what, we just want to go back to where our origin is. 
you know, would, would, would the would the black Americans go back to Africa if they had the choice? Would the Asian Americans go back to China, the ones that built the railroads? Would they go back to China? Would <laughs> the Irish point. Americans go back to Ireland? Right. Would, would all these people say, you know what, uh, America's just a rotten place to be. I'm going back home. Uh, and, now, and, and, how many of those people, how many people groups would about, go back? You have to cut me in about 47 pieces to send me back. But, <laughs> okay. but, but the, the, the fact is that That's the truth. A, a lot of us, yeah. a a lot of us have, have ancestry that were abused and misused throughout history, and that's how we got here. And that's that, and that is the point. That's, that's how they, they ended life. up here. Now, I think the 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 uh, black Americans have theirs unique because they came as slave, but they were sold by blacks. Yeah, in many cases, I'm afraid. The, the, that, no, by no, different no, tribes, no, 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 not in many cases it, because you understand it was almost every the case. African trade slate existed before the Europe, Europeans mm. came to Africa. There's a Muslim they, thing. Yes, the Muslims uh, had already mm. started the trade slate. The Europeans just became another customer. Okay. And so the, the thing is, and slavery's been around forever. From the beginning, essentially. Of, almost so, since the beginning and, of time. And there were Irish slaves that came over. And, and, and that's that's just, it's been part of life. And today we we have other forms of slavery that that have come up, and that that, that uh, so government takes advantage of people in very lots of different ways, and and so you're right. But, but the fact is that yeah, people were kidnapping people for thousands of years, but they still don't want to go. They still don't want to go back. We don't want to be Europe. No, hmm? are you talking about the economy? What, do, we what we about. do we want yeah. Italy's economy? Is that who's, do we want Greece's economy? Uh, pick you a socialist country. Some of our country. people do want to be yeah. the economy pick you a socialist of Greece. Greece. No, they think they do. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. Think yeah they pick do. you a socialist country. Right. Just pick one and say, we want their economy. Yeah. Is that what you want? So I asked the question You want their taxes? Yeah, yeah. I asked the question <laughs> yesterday in, in, in my message uh, Sunday morning. You know, okay, what country are you going back to? What, what country? In France, okay, for Christians, in France, you cannot preach the gospel on the streets in France anymore. You right. cannot witness. Do you want to go north to Canada? I will be arrested immediately the first time I preached a, a message. I will be arrested. I mean, do you want to go to Germany? Do you want to go to England? You, uh, couldn't, you England. couldn't preach against homosexuality in your church. I could not. Hey, so that, so that's where coming do you, 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 you want to go? You, you want to go to Iceland? <laughs> where do you want to go? And and nobody can name me one single country. You want to go south, Mexico, Venezuela, Brazil? Where do you want to go? You want to go live on one of the islands? <laughs> the people and, there are poor, right, except for the, the tourist thing, areas. And that doesn't that doesn't. So get, where are you going? And that doesn't justify atrocities that happened 150 years ago. But what is? We can look at those things and say, learn and well, move the, on. There, there were sins that happened, and they and they were paid for. Well, and and and, the, and they were paid. The, for. the, the people. Who who committed those sins? They may be rotten in hell right now, but but at the end of the day, wh- wh- what do we do about it? What what what, what do we want to do about yeah. it? I mean, okay, so maybe one of my great grandfathers, one of my four hundred and fifty great grandfathers, whatever, <laughs> whatever, however many I have going back there, did something wrong to one of your grandfathers. Should I be held accountable for there's that? A, there's a great meme on Facebook right now. And it's a picture of a little Japanese or Oriental baby or, uh, I don't know, Far Eastern child. I'm assuming that it's a Japanese and it said, do you blame her for Pearl Harbor? Mm. Because that's when you talk reparations and stuff, that's exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you're saying. All right. We've got to get a break in. It's our final break for this six o'clock hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Keep that in mind. 
And uh, remember, this is really the 8 o'clock hour in the morning, but we replay it at 6 o'clock in the evening because we have a new show called Financial Times Live that airs from 8 until 11. It takes the place of Gallagher here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. Back with your final segment of the uh, Dave Ellswick Show this hour. Uh, we're in the 6 o'clock hour. This is a replay of our 8 o'clock hour, which you can have you could have watched at 8 o'clock on my Facebook Live page, uh, or you could be listening right now on the, uh, the podcast. Depends on how you're taking it in. We give you all different ways to listen to the show. Uh, but let's finish up. We've been talking about a lot of different things today, a lot of things that, that incorporate liberty. We've talked about enhanced unemployment. Those enhanced unemployment benefits end on July 31st. So that additional $600 a week, if you've been on unemployment that you've been getting, you will not get anymore. It's stopping. Uh, they are talking about, again, giving out uh, stimulus. Uh, stimulus money. Uh, if that happens, one of the things they want to do is not have on unemployment a $600 uh, addition every week for not working. You'll get a couple hundred dollars for going back to work. And then it doesn't go on for every week uh, that, uh, you know, you're employed for X amount of time. They're going to keep that on a very short leash this time. Can't just keep paying people not to work. It's kind of silly. How, how, how do we justify printing this money or borrowing it from our grandchildren? Or, or um, in my case, I don't have any kids, so it might be my nephews and nieces. But, but at the end of the day, how how is it rational to just spend so much money that we don't have? We're going to be rational now. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> rational. Sometimes it, it sometimes it seems like that the government spends too much time incentivizing bad behavior. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I was against Medicaid expansion was they're buying insurance for people that have are healthy and have the ability to get a job and provide their own provide for their own health care. You know, uh, as an employer, I've provided health care for my employees. They work very hard. They get out in the sun. They get out in the snow. They work hard for it. So it was an incentive for people to go out and labor and work and help in the economy. Right. Now, when you tell people that we're just going to buy insurance for you mm-hmm. and you just stay at a McDonald's, we Americans, we want people to achieve their full potential and Giving people something without them earning it and working for it is keeping them from reaching their full potential. I'll be against it, but how, but how uh, do the as long as it lives? But how else will the politicians pay off their campaign donors? That's, they're buying votes. Is what they're doing. <laughs> they are buying votes. Let's not beat around the bush. You know, the Republicans are buying votes with Medicaid expansion. They're buying votes with this enhanced. You know, unemployment, I understand we have a hard spot we help people through, but, hey, get through it. Let's go back to work. Well, here's the thing. When they were going into the whole thing about Medicaid expansion, everybody will remember I was broadcasting from uh, the Capitol during that time. And I kept asking the, the, the question, David Sanders and others that were on the show, that if you're going to give people health care insurance, when are you going to be able to take it away? Because the answer to that is very never. simple. You can never do it right. because uh, they will 
they they will come after you if you do, you do that. No, They'll they fight won't. for for you to lose your position. But they would never answer that question because they knew what the answer to the question was. And they kept saying, "Well, we're, just, we're doing it different." And the question, the, the answer to that was, "No, you're not," no. because it was coming in under Obama. He was the one. The government was setting the rules. So no matter how many other things that you wanted to do, you couldn't do them because the government, when it came to push comes to shove, the government told you what you could and what you could not do. And all those great things that the Republicans at that point wanted to do, they basically couldn't do it. Zip, not, you know, make people work. Can't do that. All of those things became... Non-questions because the government made the final decision. We're going to expand socialism, but we're going to make it more conservative while we expand it. Is that is that well? If they could have done, if it could have, if they could have done what they were telling people they were going to do, Mm -hmm. then yeah, it would have been probably be okay to to a point, maybe a little less. However, I will I will say this: they knew that it didn't matter what they passed. Mm That the government held the Trump card when they said, well, they didn't have Trump then. They held the Obama card, which was, you know, I make the rule. We make the rules. And you can't even tell people, you know, you know what? I'm going to give you something right now, but I want you to work for it later. You know, how does that work? Whenever you contract somebody to do something, do you pay them up front and wait for them to do the work later? It's all a lie. Unless it's it's somebody you really trust, that's probably not a good idea. And we're talking about government officials here. We're talking about um, welfare recipients. You know, that's no, that's, that's not a good plan. Well, I always said if you're the beggar, you don't have a right to tell the person who's giving you the money how much money they got to give. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm we, just saying. We sold out our education system. Yep. Now we sold out our health, our health system. Mm-hmm. system. What are you going to sell out next, Republicans? What are you going to sell us out on next? And I, will, and I will say this. Why Why do people get mad at me when I say beggars can't be choosy? Because you can't. You're a beggar. Yeah, you're a beggar. <laughs> if I come to your house because I'm starving and I say, please feed me, and you, and, and you bring me toast and eggs and i tell you well i want a steak you're gonna say starve i tell you what this <laughs> state will be independent don't eat we teach our teenagers you independent when you're financially independent yeah. and if i'm giving you the money then you're going to do what i tell you to do well hey, the state's the same way if this state is running off of federal money they control right. us and that's and that's a, that's a good point because as we've brought up on the show many times, I think, is our budget here in the state is about $5 billion, I think, is the state part, portion of it. And the feds add, is it, is it $30 billion that pretty the close. feds add to it? And so we, we've, money. Got, we've got a pretty stinking yeah. small percentage of, our, of what we contribute um, on the state level. And so, yes, our state government just it, it has got a pretty serious problem with, um, with kowtowing or sucking up to the, to the so federal So you government. could understand why. You can understand. Not saying that it's right. Okay, look at me here on Facebook right now. Can't say that it's right. But if you're getting six government dollars for every state dollar, that kind of explains why so many of the elected officials vote to take more Ooh. state dollars. Just saying. Wow, uh, it's we're not a debtor state. It's not getting we're any better. We're a debtor state. 
And we the, get more money back than what we pay in. Keep that in mind. And it's not getting any better. You'd hope that whenever things change and the path came in, that we would get more independent. Mm-hmm. Like this country was was not set up this way. It, we're not supposed to be controlled by the federal government. No. We're supposed to be able to make our own decisions. Mm-hmm. But we've sold we've sold out our education system. We've sold out our healthcare system. And this all came back was we're incentivizing people not to work. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's in, exactly what I feel like we're doing. It's insane. Yeah. Listen at this on the national work ethic. Ingrained deep within the American spirit is the willingness and desire to give an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. This independent spirit has no desire to simply exist on handouts from government or to depend on the generosity of others. Hey, that's good. I would say that used to be the way it was in America. Not necessarily now. All right, that music says we're out of time. Paul Calvert, thank you. Yes, Iverson, sir. Jackson, thank you. Yes, and thank you, Mr. R.D. Hopper. Don't forget Jan Morgan's back next week here on Dave Ellswick's show. See you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m.